You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. Today, we're going to be talking about restaurant franchises with a pair of brothers who've worked in more than 180 restaurant franchise locations with uh, some brands you might be familiar with, like Burger King, IHOP, and Pizza Hut, and they're still in their 30s. So now they've kind of taken on a new challenge and flipped and going the franchisor role to try and revitalize a well-loved West Coast brand, Foster's Freeze. So welcome, Neil and Namesh Daya. First, I guess, just let's talk about the brand first and tell me about Foster's Freeze and where your locations are. So back in 1946, a gentleman by the name of George Foster opened up an ice cream shop in Inglewood, California. Uh, back in the day, it was known as Foster's Old Fashion Freeze, and it quickly became a huge hit thanks to our novelty soft-serve ice cream served in cones and a line of delicious desserts. A George Foster's unique product became so popular that he actually opened up a chain of restaurants, and then he actually added a classic American favorite such as made-to-order hamburgers, french fries to the menu, and this was uh, several years before McDonald's and actually Burger King came to the scene. As California grew, so, so did the Foster's Freeze franchise. Uh, drive through lanes were added to a number of locations to capitalize on the post-World War II car craze that was on its way shaping the West Coast culture. Um, we actually purchased the Foster's Freeze brand back in 2015 just from our experience in the restaurant franchise industry. And just some interesting uh, facts. Uh, the classic Beach Boys song, Fun, 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 was inspired by our Hawthorne, California location. Uh, the legendary 60s surf friend frequented Foster's Freeze, and it's said to have penned the 1964 hit over some of our delicious made-to-order burgers. Um, and I guess they mentioned a hamburger stand in the song, which was a reference to our Fosters. And also in true California fashion, we actually got a few film credentials on our resume as well. You can spot Foster's Freeze uh, cameos in Pulp Fiction, Charlie's Angels, and a few assorted music videos. We were actually uh, most recently on the TV show Animal Kingdom as well, uh, which was on TNT. And I know Netflix has reached out to us for a filming as well for something that's coming up soon. So what are some of the things that are on your current menu? So on our menu, uh, since 1946, so we have American classics such as our made-to-order burgers, sandwiches, French fries, and of course, our signature soft serve. And among other items, Foster's uh, serves soft serve ice cream, twisters, sundaes, Hamburgers, which uh, includes our famous Big Boss Burger. We also have hot dogs, chicken strips, fries, chili cheese fries, fish and chips. And so it's pretty much a perfect variety for an entire group of friends and family. And one other thing, our Foster Freeze actually has local fan favorites as well. So, you know, just based on the local city or territory, they might have unique items that not all of them have. 
Can you give me an example of something? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, yeah, so some of the fan favorites are like the uh, uh, deep fried burritos. We have red chili uh, chili burritos. So who would you assess is your competition and how do you think you compare? So one of our competitors is uh, Dairy Queen. And an interesting story is uh, Foster's Rees, uh originally started uh, by George Foster. He was originally looking to open up a Dairy Queen in California. Um, unfortunately, back in that time uh, in California, you were not allowed to use the word dairy. So he spun it off and created Foster's Trees. So some of our items are very similar to uh, Dairy Queen, uh, but guests say our ice cream, our soft serve is much tastier than, than Dairy Queen's. So let's go back a little and talk a little bit about your history um, as a franchisee. Um, so just kind of detail a little bit more about your experience there. Perfect. Uh, so prior, uh, so before we got into the franchisor side and franchisee, uh, 2009 is when uh, Dine Equity purchased Applebee's. And so we got in in 2009 and purchased our first set of Applebee's and continued to grow from there. So in 2010, we purchased another 20. Uh, 2011, we purchased another 17. Um, and then we continued to grow every year after that. We purchased Foster's Freeze in 2015. And so we've been on the franchisee side for quite a bit of time. And then we found it when this opportunity came, we thought it was a good fit. Nimesh and I and our, our entire family is based here in California. Uh, and with the skills and everything we've learned on the franchisee side, we thought it would be a good opportunity for us to uh, use those skills on this franchise franchise or side. So what attracted you to the franchise environment in the first place? So um, based on our wealth of knowledge, our leadership resources that we have from these other brands, we felt confident that if we acquired Fosters, we could take the brand to the next level. We hit the ground running and during our first few years, we've spent a lot of time just getting to know our existing franchisees, building relationships with vendors and suppliers. And at the same time, you know, if the main thing is the franchise or franchisee communication, obviously that needs to succeed. And obviously there has to be a system in place. So we've, we've learned all of this stuff from our, you know, other brands. So we figured with everything that we've learned, we can take it on the flip side as a franchisor side and, you know, grow this brand back to what it was back in the day. So then what was it that attracted you to Foster's Freeze to, you know, want to revitalize the brand? So prior to acquiring Foster's Freeze, all of our restaurants were either owned, managed or invested in were out of state. And also for each of these restaurants, we were always the franchisees. So when the opportunity to purchase Foster's Freeze arose, uh, we were excited because not only would we would this um, acquisition give us a business presence in our home state of California, but we would be the franchisor of a brand, which meant we could use everything we learned um, as franchisees to improve the brand from the top. We saw unlimited potential for Foster's Freeze because it was an iconic brand that just needed to be updated to today's times. So how, how have you changed things to update it? So as part of our uh, continuing vision for brand expansion, um, some of the things we did in the first five years, we did a rebrand and store uh, redesign, uh, interior, exterior, decor packages, dining room packages. Uh, we changed the uniforms and merchandise, uh, updated food photography, new website. We built um, tools for our franchisees um, on our intranet. 
we up, we upgraded to digital menu boards. Um, we, we incorporated a lot of those items. We updated our logos as well and changed distribution. So we were able to help, uh, you know, streamline a lot of this stuff and help reduce cost for franchisees. With a well-loved brand, you often get a resistance to change. Um, so how do you balance this public love for the kind of their memories of the brand with the need to update and stay competitive? Yeah, so what we learned is that the kids who visited our original locations back in the 1940s and still frequent our fosters today, the only difference is that they now bring their children, grandchildren, even great-grandchildren great with them. Uh, we've always strived and we're going to continue to strive to keep the classic nostalgic feel, which has created almost like a cult-like following. Uh, we've uh, Our extensive experience has allowed us to usher in a new era with updated technology and modernized processes to ultimately keep our concept fresh, relevant, and successful for you know new franchisees and our veteran owners alike. We may have actually gotten an upgrade to keep with the times, but we're committed to delivering the classic Foster Freeze experience, which each new location that we do open. So how how was the brand affected by the pandemic? So luckily, our model back in the 1940s, they actually, uh, it was built upon walk-up and drive-through service, making Foster's naturally equipped to handle increased customer demands in our areas. Uh, we actually remained fully operational during lockdown and saw a system-wide sales increase over uh, 2020. Um, so we were naturally equipped. Luckily, you know, location of drive-throughs. So Fosters was able to handle the pandemic. We were fortunate in that route. The future uh, growth plan for Fosters as well we would like to, you know, have obviously a drive-through, potentially a double drive-through, and we would like to obviously keep or try to keep as much as we can a walk-up window as well. And location-wise, where do you see the brand expanding, say, over the next five years? So, so our plan is to grow strategically um, for multiple reasons, one of it being logistics and distribution. So some of our hot markets that we want to target are going to be Arizona, Colorado, uh, Florida, Nevada, New Mexico, close to the West Coast, and especially close to home office in California. Uh, but you mentioned Florida, so that seems a whole... <laughs> yep, Florida is just... Flor Florida is a future expansion state. Although we make inquiries, we you know if the if it makes sense, yes. But Florida is just a good state that we do want to target. Um, you know, it may not be very soon, but that is a target state for us. What is it about the brand that you think will translate to these other areas? Is it that maybe people who grew up and and are already familiar with the brand have now um, you know moved to these locations, um, or you think it's just the that there'll always be, you know, uh, uh, a hunger for a really great ice cream cone on a on a summer night and a and a really cool burger and a you know a fun little place to go with the family. Yeah, so we actually feel it's both. Uh, we do get folks, you know, from uh, East Coast things like that saying, you know, when are you guys bringing up a Fosters in our area? So it's a multitude of things. They may have moved out of California, 
into other states saying, hey, when are you going to bring this brand? The brand is still beloved. And, you know, our, we're obviously known for our soft serve ice cream. And there's always going to be, you know, folks that want a delicious treat to say. And with our other offerings, such as burgers and things like that, we just feel like, you know, it'll work in other seats that we bring a brand to. So what are you looking for in a franchisee partner relationship? So someone that makes a good fit for our brand and a to be a part of a franchise system in general uh, is first someone has to be passionate about the industry. They have to be willing to adapt to changes. They themselves have to have strong leadership and management experience. Uh, they have to be capable of tracking inventory and sales performance, understanding, you know, financial, see how the store is doing. And you have to be hardworking. And the most important part I feel is you have to be willing to follow a system. The franchise is a system that you know they have to be willing to follow otherwise they're better off opening up their own you know restaurant and going from there if they want to do their own items and the other uh, important item is the franchisee franchisor communication and relationship there that has to be there has to be a partnership to succeed and to potentially be able to grow into multiple units so how important did you feel listening to your current franchisees, you know, after you took over the brand, um, how important was it to listen to, you know, to understand their pain points and also their ideas for growth? So uh, it was extremely important. I believe this is, uh, I believe listening to franchisees issues and concerns is the key to run, running a successful brand. Uh, when we purchased a brand in 2015, Nimesh and I uh, went and visited every store. Uh, some of, you know, some of the complaints, they did not have really good communication with previous ownership. So we wanted to resolve that by having an open line of communication with all franchisees. They were able to understand our point of view and we were able to understand their point of view. And um, they were able to understand why we were making some of the changes. It's uh, always kind of been a partnership with us. So we try to incorporate um, our franchisees and get their opinions before we kind of make any decision um, or any changes. So you've been on both sides now. Um, and do you think that being having been on the franchisee side has kind of helped you better understand um, how to communicate and, and all the roles that you're now playing? Correct. As a franchisee, uh, corporate support was essential and an important aspect of running a successful restaurant. Knowing this and be, being able to flip the side of things, we are be better able to understand franchisees' issues and concerns. And how are you finding the role of franchisor? Do you prefer this role or uh, or you you see this was like the natural extension of, of where you were going? Uh, I feel like it was a natural extension of where we were going. Um, we were able to, we learned so much on the franchisee side. And uh, when this opportunity arose and we kind of saw some of the the issues that they were having, I thought it was kind of natural for us to utilize our skills to kind of help this brand grow as well. So it was just pretty for us. It was we felt like it was just an extension of what we were kind of doing. And do you see yourselves, you know, building this out and and having other brands and and more, um, you know, as you go on? That that is correct. Where is the next best franchise? Where are you guys looking? to come up with ideas and to um, and to understand where the brands can grow. 
So um, we're just kind of looking at what some of the other trends are happening throughout the industry. Um, that's where we get some of our inspirations. We also look at look at what we're currently doing with our, you know, foster trees as well as some of the other chains we're in uh, and kind of see what we think would we can implement and make it work on the foster side. So 2020 was, uh, you know, challenging year for many restaurants and, um, you know, we're still kind of in that pandemic, um, you know, mindset, um, but, you know, feels, you know, like we're coming out of it in 2021 and beyond. So what's your outlook for um, restaurants and the restaurant industry, you know, moving forward um, over the next few years? So for us, uh, back in our prime, we had 300 stores in multiple states and international. So ideally, that is what we would like to achieve um, strategically uh, and grow pretty much across the country, um, as well as have an international presence. And last question. Um, so if someone, you know, is looking at what you guys are doing and, and says, yeah, you know, I really admire them. That's, I could see myself you know, being invigorated and, and, and really wanting to do this. What kind of advice, um, would you give to someone, um, who, who wants to kind of follow in your career path? I would say that franchise businesses are unique in that they have a model that has more potential to work instead of starting from scratch. They have their systems and procedures in place. They've seen what has failed and they would have already done the research to see what's, what will be likely to succeed. Ultimately, they've already taken the risks that allow for, you know, other young up and comers in the space to now reap the rewards if they are truly passionate enough and willing to work hard. One of the goals should be to scale the franchise business with multiple units to start growing your sales volume and ultimately profit. Uh, although the food industry is a tough industry to be in with a lot of competition, getting in the right franchise brand receives some of those risks involved and in the end can be very rewarding. Once you find the right brand, then innovation and outside the box thinking is key, whether it's finding alternative avenues to generate revenue for franchisees or even adapting to the ever-changing consumer demands. You have to ultimately keep up with the changing times, but also stay true to your core brand values. And I guess what what do you hear from, you know, you I'm assuming you're still going out to the stores and you're talking to your customers. Um, you know, what do they say about the brand and what do they tell you, um, you know, about either about their memories or, you know, how it connects them, um, you know, with their childhood and that can bring that that same kind of memory to their family? Th that's exactly what we kind of hear. Um, some of the uh, feedback um, I, you know, folks tell us all the time that I remember coming here after baseball or after date night and I remember the soft serve uh, and not just in California but some of the feedback we get just on social media is you know when are you going to bring what location here uh, you know I remember going you know after high school games or you know activities and I would love to take my kids to that to get a soft serve as well thank you guys so much 